people will, 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 it'll show up in their feed and they'll be like, this has to be an error because there's no way that this, this defunct show has, uh, has reared its head again. But there it is. We're back. We're back. At your, at your most vulnerable. When, when you've exhausted all other options, we come in uh, to, uh, to rescue you for at least 40 minutes. I think predictably, though, we're um, a little late because this has been... <laughs> What two two months of two months of quarantine and uh, uh, only only a year or two after our our last episode. So it's good to be back, Chip. It is nice to be back. Um, for the for those of you uh, who are who are joining us, uh, either new or it's been a long time. Dave and I, yeah, have not been doing this podcast for a while, and you and I used to basically live in each other's laps for about two years. And that's probably why the podcast didn't, uh, didn't stick around. I think we, uh, we basically lived the podcast day in and day out. And so it all, all those hours that were just squandered. Oh, I know we should have just set up a, a live camera in our office, but we no longer work uh, in the same, uh, same company together, same business or anything like that. So I see you a lot less and we certainly uh, haven't talked about Muppet Babies in a very long time. <laughs> I haven't talked about Muppet Babies with anyone in a very long time, Chip, so it wasn't just you. <laughs> That's good. That's good to know that I'm still your one and only. It's quarantine. Um, how are you holding up? I'm, I'm holding up okay. I'm holding yeah. up okay. My uh, hair's a little longer, a little grayer, I think mm-hmm. sort of a Gand- Gandalf-esque, I think, at this point. <laughs> are, you, are you hitting the pipe weed to, to get through <laughs> the, the long days of boredom? It's the only way to get through. <laughs> I am about to open a beverage, though. I think now's the time for that as well. I jumped the gun on you there. I, I, I started with a beverage in hand. What about are you drinking there? Uh, I'm about to open a Fremont Sister Imperial IPA. So here we go. <laughs> Imperial. Whoa. Okay, yeah. We, I better keep this to uh, a, tight, uh, a tight 30 to 40 minutes on this episode because <laughs> those Imperials sneak up on you. I mean, there's two things that, that I've made sure we have not run out of, and it's, it's beer and books. Yeah, that that sounds like uh, you're on brand there. Now, are you uh, are you able to still walk to your little corner market for beer? Are they open? Are they essential? Oh yeah, they're they're essential. We we okay. we've gone on to the every two week grocery store shopping though. Yeah, um, yeah. So you have to really load up. We've been able to to make it through without having to venture out too much. Although I do have some some masks ready for the inevitable uh, trips out. I have to go get dog food tomorrow. That's a good. Uh, I, I know we we talked about some T-shirt ideas that we probably should have should have gotten done, like the uh, thunder inside inside you uh, yes. tank top. But yeah. maybe the Muppet Babies some anti state quarantine masks. You know yeah. what? I, those would probably show up at those uh, reopen the uh, the economy protests. That people would mis mischaracterize what the nanny states all about. <laughs> the nanny states muzzling me. Oh. Well, if we can just get the word out, sometimes that's all it takes. You know what? It's 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 brilliant. It's like not who I want wearing our product, but they would buy it. <laughs> so it's not a it's not a terrible. Not a idea. bad move. Not a bad no, move. No. Yeah. And uh, your family's doing all right. Yep. Everybody's doing well. We got a yeah. cat. Wait, you didn't have one. That's right. We, we didn't have one before. We didn't have one before. So you're one do. of the people who jumped on the "we need a companion animal." We're a pandemic pet family. Yeah. Hmm. Like shelter adopted sort of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got it. Got it from us. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's great. Okay, I've I got. I got. Uh, did you let your daughter name it? Uh, it. She already had a name. Okay. Cat, uh, and you kept it. And we kept the name. She was a year old, so I don't know. Felt weird to rename. Okay. And what? What? Uh, what is the name? Well, her name is Willow. Which. Oh, I, that's not bad. Yeah. So I think now. You know, we could get a uh, a general kale cat next, 
and uh, Queen Bav Morda cat. I, I gotta be honest, Mardigan I've never, cat. I've never seen Willow before. <laughs> oh, no, I was gonna propose a Willow podcast after this, Chip. What are you talking about? You've never seen Willow, I've never seen Willow. Is it good? That's insane. Um, it's great. Yeah. Is this, I mean, uh, well, is it... uh, it's great. I'm gonna <laughs> is... walk that back a little bit. I don't know if it's good or great, but it's. I enjoyed it. I don't know. Is it is it streaming anywhere? Do you know, or is it worth? Yeah, it's on. For? Uh, it's uh, on one of those streaming channels. I don't want to. I don't want to give them too much <laughs> press because they happen to put out the uh, the new Muppet Babies show, which oh. we're not oh, fans yeah. of. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's out there. It's great. Ish. Again, I keep saying it's great. I'm not <laughs> sure about that. It's right, like well. a it's like a Lord of the Rings knockoff from the eighties. <laughs> But not quite like Lord level. It's more like uh, Apprentice uh, of the Rings or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very not bad. It's very not bad. It's got Val Kilmer. Um, I did. Yes, yeah, right. That's right. It was like one of those things that was marketed to us, but I, I for whatever reason, I, I dodged that one. Wow, that's amazing. No, it was a big. It was real. It was a big one for me. I, I spent um, at least a full summer playing Willow, and I was you- I was really short as a child. That hasn't okay. changed, but. Uh, so I was always Willow, and I had a tall friend, and he was the Val Kilmer character. So we would okay. romp around the woods, interesting, doing Willow shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, shall shall we shall we go ahead and, and dive into uh, to episode uh, six here, the yeah, sixth let, episode let, of Muppet Babies, sixth yeah. episode, of the original yeah. Muppet Babies. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. So we are uh, season one, episode six. Uh, <laughs> the, the case. <laughs> a long way to go. go. The case of the missing chicken. Did I get that right? I didn't even you got it right. Yep. Case right, of the cool. missing chicken. All right. So uh, our episode starts. It's circus time, and Gonzo is like the P.T. Barnum circus barker, right? He's selling tickets. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen, and get your tickets for the greatest show on the block. And he's uh, selling tickets to the circus, and he's taken all offers, like including baseball cards. Oh, I got rid of a bunch of my baseball cards during quarantine. Oh, I hope you got uh, a. I hope you got a good price. They were worth nothing. <laughs> I literally gave them to the card shop, and I'm like, maybe somebody will want these. Okay, so anyway, uh, yeah, everyone is is giving uh, giving Gonzo things like bartering to get in. Piggy, uh, he gives Piggy access to the show for free, but for, uh, for a price like she she was gonna like all she had was like her favorite musical record. And then, like, it ended up like turning into a great nose gag, right? Where his nose becomes the needle for the record. Well, he does ask for sort of an inappropriate request, right? Or about uh, sitting next to her as his payment. Yeah, that that might have been it. That might have been it. Yeah, I guess that's it's... what I meant for a price. <laughs> Not a great Gonzo episode. Just throwing that out there early on. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> Just saying it up front, and that this is the first of of, of a long <laughs> line for him. See, I, I feel maybe I see maybe maybe not this last thing we just mentioned. I feel, I feel like I see a lot of myself in this episode, mm. and I like this episode a lot. Uh, so maybe I'm not going to like myself by the end of this, or maybe I'm not going to like you. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll find out. We'll see. Something's going to change. You guys are going to be waiting. They're going to be waiting another two years for the uh, for the episode <laughs> seven. Uh, so it's the Dingaling Brothers Circus. Um, and I know I noticed like Ralph paid to get in the show, but then he's also pay, he's also playing the piano for the show. So he's, well, isn't that true of everyone? I got pretty confused. So. They all get into the show, into the circus, and then they're mm-hmm. all part of the circus as well after paying. So true, true. Uh, Fozzie is the clown. Uh, Gonzo's a human cannonball. 
So it's, uh, by the way, like, have you ever been to a circus? Just as a, a, a just an aside? Uh, I went to the circus once as a kid, yeah. See, I don't, do circuses even exist anymore? I don't think I ever That did, I don't know, I yeah. Know they, what a circus was. I, they had elephants and shit, I think, even. I wonder if my kids would know what a circus was. I feel like circuses are kind of like farms. Like, you just know what it is, even if you've never been to one. Like, kids hmm. don't go to farms anymore. They just, they know them because they're part <laughs> of this, like, cultural fabric of iconography that everyone knows they know farms they know interesting i wonder how long it's going to last when the thing literally doesn't exist anymore as long as people are watching the muppet babies it'll live on there you go um so animal is like the lion in the cage another uh circus staple uh kermit enters and then (laughs) animal like fucks kermit up Yes. Um, it's pretty so that was funny. Everybody scatters. Uh, animal runs wild. He ends up shooting Gonzo from the cannon, and then it's kind of a big sad. That's like the end of the circus time, right? Because that's kind of sad. The circus game ends, uh, and then the kids. I noticed they start cleaning up of their own yeah. accord. And the least I, believable part of the entire episode. <laughs> I, I made a note like, "Ask Dave, has his child ever done this?" No, and it's like, no cleaning, no yeah. cleaning. I wanted to ask about, uh, this is the standard Muppet Babies opening, right? Like, imaginative world that they create and then mm-hmm. all inhabit, and then they move on to the actual the actual story. What did you think about this particular opening? I guess because I don't care for circuses, I was less yeah. enchanted with it as, say, like the car race that happened a couple episodes back. Or Yeah, yeah, likewise. It did feel like this episode jumps between a, a really impressive array of make-believe situations. And maybe they're all like that. And I just, I, I, think, I think they're all like that. Okay. Well, this one felt particularly varied, but yeah, not, not a big fan of circuses. So fair. Was that, was that all? You're just curious? How, what just I, curious. What I yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really like the beginnings typically and, and really gravitate towards that part, like absent the fear and absent any real stakes. And I just enjoy that space, but was a little dis- disenchanted with this one. I think the cl- not being a circus guy. Okay. In fact. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so the kids, they, they clean up, and then Gonzo can't find his, his chicken Camilla. But like you were saying, that's, that's our A story here, right? Have you seen my baby chicken Camilla? Yeah. He looks in the closet, and he sees a dinosaur. So we get a, we get a nice uh, visit to the closet. Love the closet. Yep. Uh, and I don't know, you know, like, I, I wonder in the same way that, like, it's really recognizable when um, it was Star Wars or, like, an Indiana Jones when, when they open the closet. I wonder if this is actually a, a very famous dinosaur movie from like you know early era of film that i'm just not recognizing personally like land Bo- yeah. like, like land before not land before time what is that like land of the lost or something I, it just it just looks kind lost of lost like, world i hey maybe oh yeah, the lost world yeah maybe. yeah not, not jurassic park lost world like what no uh, no what the that? original um i can't is remember that, the author but yeah uh, there's somebody's name attached conan doyle right yeah conan doyle yeah hey great book have not read familiar heard, heard of it though <laughs> Not surprised you've read it. I'm not surprised I have not read it. <laughs> not all checks out. Yep. Yeah, okay. All right. We're right where we left off. Um, he, he asked around. Nobody knows where uh, where she is now. At this moment, Nanny, I think, mentioned something about like lunchtime or whatever, and then says that for lunch they're having chicken salad. Now this is another question for about Little Dave or maybe even Little Dave's progeny. Like I would never have touched a salad product with like a 10 foot pole at that age. Like, like we're talking like a potato salad, an egg salad, a chicken salad. Like I, I can't imagine any kid would eat 
chicken salad. No, no, I, there's no way. There's no yeah, way. Like this, I mean, I don't think I ate it till I was in my thirties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not yeah. till I realized that mayonnaise was kind of delicious. Did I yeah, realize? Big mistake. Just yeah. also because chicken salad really good. Is it, is it just like what usually celery and uh, and chicken and yeah, mayonnaise I can skip the celery, but yeah, the rest is pretty good. Okay, I've seen some salads though with like grapes in it. I think my mom once made a chicken. Oh yeah, salad. that's a that's a that's a chicken salad. Oh, oh. Uh, you can't. Feature. I I can't do the sweet and savory together. You got to go one or the other in my mind. I did like this. Uh, I did like then that Gonzo thinks that Nanny made the chicken salad <laughs> out of Camilla. Nanny made Camilla into lunch. Indeed. And, Indeed. and part of me was uh, not so cer- certain that she didn't. It, it did seem, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, they go to this thing. Of, Scooter uh, is able to show off from the prior episode his secret talent. Uh, or hidden talent or whatever, because he offers to make a police sketch of Camilla uh, with his computer. <laughs> this this actually got a real laugh out of me. So Gonzo, when asked to describe Camilla, says tall, blonde hair with blue eyes, <laughs> and the computer basically draws Farrah Fawcett uh, yeah. from the famous poster on the screen. And then I think the computer makes like a woohoo, like whistle sound. <laughs> it was pretty astonishing. It was risque, I guess, for a cartoon from the 80s. Like, you know, guaranteed it flew over most kids' heads. Uh, I thought it was funny. Then Piggy counters uh, and says, she's, fat. she's fatter and uglier with a thing on her head. She kind of self-referential there. kind of describes herself a tiny bit. Oh, ouch. You got a, a sick piggy burn. I know. I, like, well, she, she did it to herself. And I was like, I just... Yeah, no, found that, I found that, I thought that might have been an intentional thing, just because even though like, there's something on her head and she's got that big old pink bow on her head. But Fozzie then says something about how any comedian would know the chicken looks like, and then magically the perfect rendering of, uh, of Camilla the stuffed chicken shows up. On it's the an impressive program, there's no doubt. It seems like a weird first step in their investigation. It does. This is where it kicks into the next make-believe session, uh, where we are introduced to Inspector Gonzo of the FBI. No, uh, not FBI. The Chicken Investigation Agency, the CIA. Uh, but he's in Sherlock uh, Holmes attire, uh, and he starts bad copying Kermit right out of the ba- the back. But before before we get into what he's doing, like I had to ask. I mean, I immediately thought, did did Young Dave ever play Sherlock Holmes in his role? Oh, oh, he definitely did. He had a Sherlock Holmes hat. Did you and, really? a, and a Sherlock Holmes pipe? And uh, yeah. Did you have a Watson? I, no friends. Nope. Okay. What do you, no. Guy, no. Can a guy explain Sherlock Holmes has friends to be Watson? I mean, maybe I had a stuffed animal. <laughs> this is before your tall willowy friend joined you in your in your <laughs> yeah, in my willow days. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. But you did have a hat. Okay. Where did you? Where did one? Where did you get that hat? Or is that one oh, of those geez. things? I don't know. I mean, I think there's something about the way that Muppet Babies always is trading on these really core. Uh, cultural concepts like mm-hmm. the Sherlock Holmes and um, the spy later in the episode or like the, yep. the, the night and all of this. And I really liked mm-hmm. that sort of elemental aspect of those. And I always wanted those sort of things as opposed okay. to like the specific representations in, in culture. So I don't know. I must have, I, it was probably after watching an episode of Muppet Babies where I was like, really? okay. I don't even know that I know who Sherlock Holmes is, but I got to get that. I had a comic book that the Sherlock Holmes one. Yeah, I'm trying to, I mean, I, I feel like I was aware of Sherlock Holmes as a notion, but I mean, I certainly I wasn't reading reading those books back then. Uh, so there is something, uh, again, there's something about uh, Gonzo having a nose for clues, gives him like, another great gag opportunity where the piano falls on his nose. 
Was this this was right before Rolf almost played a song? Yes. And I was a little for? for a moment. I was like, was that the song? And are we are we out of the woods for a, a Rolf song? <laughs> and maybe we don't get a song. Nope. Nope. Not, spoiler alert: true. That's not the case. We do not get a song. Uh, but um, yeah, it was a it was a false alarm. The animal eats the drawing. Um, I think that is maybe what really fires up Gonzo because then he gets really accusatory and he's just like everybody's everybody's, everybody's suspect. a suspect, right? Which, so, which seems reasonable. Well, and so I think this is when I was saying like I saw some of myself in the episode. I think I do this when I'm when I've lost something. My immediate suspicion is that my wife has moved it or the kids were playing with it or something like that. I usually just start getting. It's it's, it's usually never like looking internally. It's it's usually like looking for. The suspects. <laughs> I definitely do this. Um, he says even Piggy could be the the, the crook. Well, have you ever ha- have you ever lost something like this? Like a, a like, or did you ever? Yeah, like especially as a kid. Hmm. Um, I remember losing things in sandboxes. Ah, like, yeah. Like we would like uh, make quicksand in sandboxes, and then mm-hmm. it's like, but that's different because then, like I knew where I lost it, and it got sucked into the sandbox. <laughs> Um, did you lose a toy as a child that you... Uh... I definitely lost a toy as a child. So Indiana Jones, we discussed in the previous Muppet Babies episode. Big fan. Uh, I had this Indiana Jones figure. He was like my favorite toy. Uh, and I somehow, I lost him. And I, I had no idea where he was. And it just like crushed me. And I, I probably complained about it every day. And finally, uh, I feel like it was my grandma got me a new one. Hmm. Um, so I got a new one and the first thing I did was I had this, um, it was like a Playmobil or Matchbox, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It was a parking garage for cars hmm. and I got it. I got the new Indiana Jones. I tied him up and I took him to the elevator in the garage of this parking lot. And inside the elevator where I put, where I was putting the new Indiana Jones tied up was the old Indiana <laughs> Jones tied up. <laughs> Oh, I didn't see that coming, but I should have, and that paid off so well. Oh, man. I was just in my basement. I just found that. I just found both of them the other day while I was cleaning. <laughs> Were they both tied up in the elevator? <laughs> yeah, they're in the elevator still. Why, Dr. Jones, whatever are you doing in such a nasty place? Uh, I still remember finding it and just being like, oh, man, I felt so <laughs> stupid, but also kind of happy because I was like, now nah, I've got a backup. <laughs> That's great. Oh, where were we? Well, I so I felt for Gonzo in this episode. Oh, um, right, right. Not accusatory. I don't think I blamed anyone for lo- for losing him, but oh yeah. But losing I him mean, outside—that's a real risk, right? Like I lost some heads of a Star Wars figure in some dirt one time, and I never yeah. found him. I lost a. Uh, do you remember? Were you a He-Man guy at all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was this guy, like um, there was a couple guys that they had like special like hands. I mean, it was kind of like like they had their regular muscle arm, but then you would attach a hand. One guy had like a like a a golden karate chopping hand and one guy had like a big like fist hand like a big metal like just iron fist sort of thing oh yeah and uh and that fell off and i lost it outside somewhere and then like i never wanted to play with that guy again like because he just didn't have a hand he had no hand i know what's he gonna do with that a metal hand i I, I guess he (laughs) he's literally like you can't he couldn't be hand man anymore or whatever his name was (laughs) like what if it was Hand Man? It would not have been surprising. I mean, the show is called He Man, so Hand Man wouldn't have been like. No, their names were their names were spectacularly bland. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, uh, I, 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 on a He Man note, uh, since we're talking about '80s cartoons, I was at a uh, a toy show recently, and uh, the crazy thing to me was so I collected a bunch of 
Star Wars and Star Trek and figure and Indiana mm-hmm. Jones figures when I was a kid and thinking that someday maybe they would have some kind of value. Yeah. Uh, very few of them are worth anything now. I, in fact, I just saw something I had the other day that has depreciated by quite a bit since I purchased it <laughs> 20 years ago. Uh, but the thing that is very, very, very valuable and highly in demand is He-Man. He-Man is like off the charts, which is, I never would have anticipated. Yeah. yeah. So, so again, we missed the mark. I missed the mark with what I collected and in, in our choice of 80s uh, cartoons to podcast about. Because if we did He-Man, through the roof, Chip. <laughs> we'd have a vastly different audience. Yeah, we'd our have, lives would be so different now. Well, we'd have an audience, for one thing. But yes, it'd be a <laughs> very different kind of audience than the one that we theoretically could get with a Muppet Babies podcast. <laughs> yep. Missed um, can't do anything about that now. Nope. We're, nope. we're seven episodes into this. There's no going <laughs> like, back. There's a sunk cost. We got to keep going. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So, Piggy could be the crook. She calls him a salami-beaked weirdo, which I liked. Uh, she asks Kermit to defend her honor and get an apology, um, which he does. Uh, but then <laughs> Gonzo turns into another great bit. See, I can't believe you didn't think this was a great Gonzo episode because he has another great bit where it looks like he's holding her hand and on his knees apologizing but he's really fingerprinting he's fingerprinting her. yeah oh i i think i just meant like it's a uh he, he he's just paranoid and and mean to everyone it's not a great it's not a great look yeah it's not is it <laughs> I, I, I gotta stop doing that <laughs> he starts with sexual i mean i mean i mean gonzo's got just stop rampant doing that. blame game yeah gonzo's gotta stop doing that i mean oh so uh so yeah the the, the rest of the, the gangs like gonzo's being mean we're not gonna hang out with you we're not gonna put up with that so they they abandon him to go play toys uh then they start playing toys but the he turns off the lights and it distracts them or whatever because he's still playing detective and he gets like the bright light right in on fozzy how many lights are there uh you know interrogating him and fozzy buckles under pressure and starts uh confessing and we have our next daydream sequence where uh He's in Chicken Land. Is that what you say? I mean, this was bizarre, right? The like, Fozzie stuff tends to be pretty bizarre. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I mean, I don't know what this was supposed to be. Like, usually the usually the uh, vision sequences are like tethered to some mm-hmm. cultural reference, right? But this was just mm-hmm. a this was like the big city. It's like he went to New York City yep. to to start his comedy career, right. but it's for some reason populated all by birds uh in particular chickens i think he need and his, as a comedian he needed a rubber chicken and uh he's with camilla right like yep. he's taking camilla he can't get a rubber chicken so a stuffed chicken will do uh but camilla's with him and they're they're in the city and they are getting stared at like no one's business like this was like you and i in india i think when we were when we were walking around and point. the cops there's a great sequence where the cops and I will say, like, for some reason, all the, the, the chicken voices really annoyed me in this. But there was a good moment where the chicken cops are in the car. and They're like, there's a stupid looking bear. <laughs> and were the cops called the egg team? Yes, they were called the egg team. And was that an A-team reference, you think? I think so. I think barely hanging in there. But yes, I think that yeah. was an A-team reference. I liked that. I know you're not a fan, but. I just, I never watched. So the cops are after Fozzie, the egg team. Uh, they run him down an alley, uh, and then he gets rescued by a stranger in the in an alley. And what? Again? What? This way? 
like I feel like I've seen this so many times. Like I don't know if it's like an, an homage to something or if it's just like the convenient way to like get somebody out of the, the the drama of being in a dead end alley. But like a door opens at the end of the alley and somebody ushers them ushers them in and rescues him. You know are you saying? asking? Are you asking? Is the is the Muppet Babies creating a wholly original idea, or are they riffing off of some previously created idea? I think it's the latter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're definitely riffing. <laughs> but what I, what I was wondering is like, is this a thing? Did it, was this like a Chaplin thing that they all are riffing on, mm. or is it? Oh, my dog just came into the, the room. Oh, there you go. Piper, there's nothing down here for you. There's a podcast down here. <laughs> I hit podcast, Piper. Go upstairs. Go upstairs. She, she wants to be famous. Go upstairs. Can you hear her claws clacking? Go upstairs. Yep, go. There, there they go. She, I pu- she think... pushes the door open with her nose. Oh, well, she doesn't have a posable thumb, so. We, we used to do these in person. Oh, yeah, we, did, we never mentioned we are recording in, uh, we didn't break quarantine to do this. We are recording from our, our own respective houses. I think that's a pretty safe assumption but maybe not yeah of no, all the I, things I, I, quarantine i did when when i said that i was going to be podcasting my wife said Are, you're going over to his house <laughs> of all the things of all the things to break quarantine for i, just, <laughs> I wouldn't would not be I'd my be, first I'd, choice i'd be flattered you know i would i would have bought a sheet of plexiglass for you dave <laughs> we have technology between us that's enough exactly okay so anyway yeah it runs down the alley gets rescued at the end of the uh, the alley and uh, now he's on like the set of a TV show. Like that's like door open. And I guess it's the, the back room or the backstage area of a, of a television show where the Captain Kangarooster show is taking place, which is, a, a, I guess, a popular chicken comedy. As, as you'd expect. You know, I did some research on dates, but I did not look up uh, how long Captain Kangaroo was on the air. I don't remember him as a child. I thought that was a 70s thing. It ran from 1955 to 1984. Oh, look at you. So, so actually, and this, this show uh, came out in 84. Yeah. So it was very, maybe it was very much of the moment that Captain Kangaroo was, was winding down and yeah. going up there. So 50s, you said? Uh, yeah, 1955. 30 years. Almost 30 I've years. never seen it, have you? I've seen snippets of it, but I've never watched it. Like, I've seen, like, highlights, and I've seen, and nobody, I could, you know, I could give you a police sketch <laughs> of him. <laughs> Might look like Farrah Fawcett, but um, I can picture him, but uh, I don't think I ever actually watched a show. I, it was a variety show, right? Like a talk show variety show? I think so. Here's here's the questions that they would ask in on Google about uh, Captain Kangaroo. What did Captain <laughs> Kangaroo die of? Okay. Was Captain Kangaroo in the military? <laughs> and what was Captain Kangaroo captain of? <laughs> I have to see the answer of that. Uh, it doesn't say. Nothing. Oh, but Howdy Doody was was there. Maybe? What? I don't know. I'm not going to go super deep. Now we're back in the... I'm not going to go very deep. I I love that someone would ask, what was Captain Kangaroo the captain of, though? (laughs) So, (laughs) Captain Kangarooster. um, What was he the captain of, Chip? Was he in the military? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) A kangarooster is, is something that somebody should draw, though. Does need to be illustrated. I'm, I'm, You've I'm got sorry, time, Chip. I, I do have time. I do. You're a good artist. Uh, well, you know, I do have Google right here. Kangarooster. Oh, it's been done. There you go. <laughs> it's it's what you might expect. <laughs> I mean, what would you have else would you have expected? It was just like chicken with uh, well, kangaroo legs, right? Or a rooster with 
kangaroo. Well, well, so this was the one I saw was a kangaroo. <laughs> this is really great, great podcasting here. Um, it was a kangaroo with a rooster head and rooster tail. Um, yep. You also could imagine a rooster with a pouch. Yeah, it could have yeah. gone either way, and it uh, it was the former. Is this a good time to say I really don't like chickens? Let's, let's go into that. Uh, like uh, this, not their not their tasty meat, but just the animal. No, meat. I like eating chickens, but we had okay. chickens growing up, and I really they they're really dumb. They're, are they mean too? Are they dumb and mean? Yeah, they're. I got attacked by a chicken once. I've heard that. Yeah, it was no good. I mean, I think right now, I want to say even right now, I heard like chickens are in high demand because everyone thinks that we're going to lose the food supply and you're going to have to grow your own food and raise your own chickens. So I think I, I want to say yeah. that they're hard to get right now. It's a lot of work for, for eggs. Once eggs are the price of steak, then maybe I'll consider raising chickens. Well, speaking of eggs, so uh, Camilla, I'm sorry, back, uh, back to the Muppet Babies episode now. We're doing a Muppet Babies podcast? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, Camilla is brought on stage to replace Captain Kangarooster and, and Fozzie's like, wait a minute. Fozzie thought he was going to be the one on stage uh so Fozzie jumps on stage to interrupt and he tells a joke so the audience for it is a chicken farm and so speaking of why chicken why uh eggs are cheap that is a sad looking farm which i know is what yeah. chicken farms look like i like I did, to think it was sort of a depressing like clip to just drop in there yeah just like the factoryest of factory farms yeah uh, i like to think that the eggs i buy are from chickens that are happily scamping around a grassy field uh but it's they're living in they're living in that big city man they're they're doing the 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 chicken life in the nyc (laughs) well anyway so the joke doesn't fly uh neither do chickens uh (laughs) speaking of jokes that don't fly Uh, the chickens start throwing eggs, um, and I was wondering, is this actually like the equivalent of you ever like how chimps will throw their own feces when they're upset? Isn't this more like people throwing their own babies at? <laughs> well, <laughs> y- y- yes. It seems real weird. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he's surrounded by cops, uh, uh, cop chickens, and and this is I noticed there was a very distinct cut to commercial right here, right? Because th- this is like. Um, Got to you. Got to make that increase the drama, right? Yeah, exactly. So dramatic ending, like big music swell, uh, clear cut to commercial, and when we come back, we are seeing Alcatraz, and you hear the foghorn. He's in chicken jail, so he's in prison or whatever. But he wakes from his dream uh, with his, and his head is between the rails of the nursery landing, and it's it's all been a dream. He thought he was in jail, and he's like, like let me out, let me out. Uh, but he's actually already out. I think Kermit talks him down. That causes Gonzo then to turn on Kermit. Something about best friends, and and Kermit says that he's actually Gonzo's best friend. Yeah, he's best friend. Yeah. Yep, and which is touching. And then Gonzo kind of he's going through the stages of of, of grief here, right? He's angry, uh, and now he is teary and uh, and crying, and he gets sympathy from the group. And then oh no, here's here's the musical number. As you were alluding to before, we did not dodge a bullet. We get a song, but it's Elvis Gonzo, fat Elvis Gonzo. Yeah, and it's great. I loved it. it yeah, was a- no, agreed. Now, Gonzo is a terrible singer. Uh, yeah, and he's not, he's doing the like Elvis sort of speaking style, the, right? The crooning, like the, yeah. yeah, yeah, which yeah. it's like leisure suit Elvis. It's, 
you know it's got the belt buckle i mean it's a great yeah i mean i love elvis i i love all the stages of elvis uh yeah and i i don't know that fat elvis is my favorite stage but it certainly plays well here i think yeah it's it's fantastic uh and speaking of um we should probably rate the songs don't you think i thought we did that one time or we or we've talked before about which our favorite song i think this is my favorite song thus far um compared to all the other ones we've heard at least so based only upon memory and not really not really memory uh, remembering any of them um <laughs> is that chip are you saying that's the problem doing uh watching these episodes two years apart that your memory of them <laughs> suffers I, hope, I hope we just like we if we did the math we just did one every two you know we die before we finished let's do one like, if we're gonna try to actually finish one every two years oh one every two years yeah we'd definitely be dead two a year you'd be okay two um, a year I How mean, we'd be 90. Oh. Let's go for three a year so that we can, we can cut this shit out before 80. <laughs> it may get better with time. You don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you remember Captain Kangaroo, Dave? Oh, I remember the talkies. I think, um, uh, I just, yeah, I'd say this is maybe, maybe my favorite song. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a great song. Um, we got it animal, is. animal kind of scats in it, which is fun. Mm -hmm. uh, Fozzie does like that talking thing in the middle where it kind of stops and it's just like, he just talks like. Girl, I'm here for you. Pleading, I, I don't, I, I don't yeah. know what you, there's gotta be a name for that. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Um, did, you, did you think that the fact that Elvis's wife's name was Priscilla, that sort of sounds like Camilla, oh, was any reason for the Elvis did, reference? I didn't think that no interesting mm. interesting no i that i did not make that connection at all um i just figured it was you know they're just jumping between random music styles and they just landed on <laughs> are Elvis. you kidding me are you <laughs> are you saying they didn't have a plan chip <laughs> they might not have had a plan oh uh, like so much of our lives there apparently was no plan no um, plan uh this is where i i kind of started thinking about whether or not these sort of sight gags like like this um, if they ever resonated with us as kids and did we recognize Elvis as Elvis here or, or really did these serve just like Sherlock Holmes did, did these kind of prime us for actually encountering the real cultural objects and icons in our real life? Um, that I was positing that while they're put there for somewhat for the self-serving benefit of the showmakers, the writers, or maybe the adults watching with the kids, um, for kids, like they're, they're formative of our opinions. Like, I mean, they must, they, they, I mean, it must serve that, right? Like, I mean, Inten in the... intentionally or unintentionally, is it like, is it a byproduct of like, hey, let's make a joke for the grownups, and now the kids know who Elvis is? I don't think it's, I don't think it's intentional like that. I think it's more, let's make a joke, and as an adult, you can't even imagine what it's like not to know what Elvis, who Elvis is. <laughs> if if you're in this writer's room, and you've got your cigar and your typewriter and you're, you're pounding away. Uh, you're making an Elvis joke and you're like, this will be pretty funny. The kids will love this. Oh, we got to put the king in there. Everybody loves the king. Uh, but I don't think you do it with like a, a didactic purpose or anything. And and I don't think you even do it realizing that your audience yeah. will have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think that's true. Like the next sequence, which is uh, following the song, they, they do a 007 yes. uh, sequence. Uh, and I mean, I remember as a kid... I, mean, I don't know what year it was that I realized I'd never seen a James Bond movie, yeah, and I, I but I knew James Bond, 
mm-hmm. from all these references. And I remember then going to the movie store and then subsequently renting every single James Bond yeah. movie once a week for I went through a similar all the thing. weeks. Yeah. Gonzo, the reason why he jumps into the spy thing is because he finds a chicken feather. And then Gonzo believes that maybe she's being plucked as some sort of interrogation effort. <laughs> and that jumps rough. us into our James, I know, jumps us to our James Bond spoof where he's double O Gonzo. Super spy. Super spy, yeah. And so uh, back to my, my journey with Mr. Bond, um, I think g- when Pierce Brosnan became the new Bond and did GoldenEye, I think that was probably the first time I saw a Bond film. Oh, really? And, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like for whatever reason, like my, my dad probably loved James Bond, but they just never, my, my parents didn't show us a lot of stuff like you know grown up stuff um but they uh but i think after that like i was like oh that was kind of fun and that that was my introduction to it but i obviously going into that i knew the notion of james bond and the in the famous like shooting this you know shooting down the barrel of the gun sequence and the and the music and all that so it was definitely like a cultural icon that i was familiar with even having never experienced the actual stories themselves until much later in life yeah, it is. I guess that maybe that's, I mean, it, it can't be only cartoons that do this, right? I mean, it must be all sorts of ways in which you just encounter all of culture. We have to track down the writers of this show, Chip, and get them on this thing and ask them, <laughs> when you were making Case of the Missing Chicken and you put in that Elvis song, did yeah. you know that kids would not know who Elvis was? It would, it would be a fascinating question to ask, but not to get the answer to. <laughs> I want the answer. Okay, well, I'll, I'll see. I'll do a little research and see if I can dig them, uh, dig somebody up. <laughs> Find a contact chip. Get on it. Uh, so, Double O Gonzo uh, is tasked. He, he gets a call on his sh- secret shoe phone, which looked like phones. Uh, <laughs> more, more like more phones. A like little sh- more get smart than Double uh, O Seven. But. Yep. Yep. Uh, but he, he's been t- tasked with finding Camilla and returning the president's socks. Now, now someone stole the president's socks and put them on, and Camilla. Put them on Camilla mm-hmm. and then stole Camilla? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boy, we're going to have a long list of questions for these writers. I didn't, I didn't, quite, understand, didn't quite understand that part. Do you think um, in these politically polarizing times and... Uh, <laughs> That anyone that, would look for the president's socks if they stole them? Well, I was actually wondering, like, does anybody, would anybody just, like, drop the president in, like, uh, in as a gag in, like, a, in a show like, like this? Oh, because these, these are Reagan socks. Is that what, these, that's what you're saying? These have been Reagan. Well, Reagan was um, no laughing matter either, so. So I've been breeding three-legged chickens. And the driver said, well, how do they taste? He says, I don't know. I haven't been able to catch one yet. <laughs> the, it just seems like these days it's so so politically charged that like you don't even you wouldn't even go there like for the risk of like offending half of the audience one way or the other being like Ugh. yeah maybe I don't know I wonder if I wonder if like the president is like ripe for that sort of yeah I mean like you can always pull out the queen right the queen's just like it's the queen yeah the queen sucks I mean Double Seven is a is British so that would have made more sense exactly but Double Gonzo uh, has to get those socks back and find Camilla. Uh, the, the phone self-destructs, blows up his feet, uh, good gag. He goes to like his headquarters, which I think looked like Westminster Abbey. Yeah, like, yes, they did. They did look like Westminster Abbey. Not a very good secret, uh, secret headquarters. Um, also a church, so unlikely. Um, but this was great. Obviously, Beaker and Bunsen are Q from yep. uh, Bond and his assistant. Happy to see them. Yeah. Uh, Gonzo gets his... Uh, 
um, I'm not going to remember all the words, something, 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 turbo trike. Uh, and it has a bunch of cool features on it. It's like the typical Bond gadget, right? It's got an infrared chicken detector, which interesting enough, a stuffed chicken really wouldn't give out a heat signature, but whatever. It's got lots of other buttons. That is a point chip that only you would have <laughs> quibbled with. <laughs> yes. Let's get that writer on here. I've got, I've got some real beef. Do you realize that, that stuffed chickens don't emit heat? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So a lot of buttons. One in particular he's not supposed to press, uh, which is always a, a good gag. Uh, but he gets on the flying trike and, it, and he heads to Tokyo, Japan. So remember what I was saying? like It feels like this episode's been everywhere. We've been at the circus. We were on some tropical boat with James Bond here a second ago. We've been on in Chicken Town. Now we're in Tokyo. So it is a virtual cornucopia of, uh, of scenes. It's probably just this quarantine chip. You're just so shocked <laughs> by people moving to different spaces. You've seen two rooms for the last th- three months, and you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I think you might be onto something. So he ends up in, uh, in Tokyo, crashes into like a pagoda sort of uh, shaped building. Uh, and we meet Piggy, who is our villain spy, who is Octopiggy, <laughs> just a great name. Um, Which is I, like so funny because Octopussy is yeah. the name of the Bond villain, Bond villain. and that it's ref- that that it's referencing that is one of <laughs> the is. all-time ridiculous Bond like <laughs> names. It's it is pretty great. And I was like, wow, that's that seems like gonna fly. We're talking a you know a very adult movie, like gonna fly over the heads of kids. Octopussy came out in 1983, one year before this episode aired. Wow. So this was like, Octopussy was probably the most recent Bond movie. So this mm-hmm. was actually very timely in the way that Star Wars was timely. Yeah. So uh, I, there you go. I always thought Octopussy was like a total 70s sort of like sort of thing, but who knew? Well, those boundaries are like, I, I think when we think of like the 70s, it's it's really or the 80s they usually bleed like a couple uh they're like the long 70s right yeah it's like early early 80s are definitely still 70s that's that's fair or more 70s than they are like late 80s yeah that makes sense um good good bond movie though watched a lot of bond movies i'm i'm really amazed it didn't mess me up more they're pretty problematic (laughs) they are you are rather yeah i feel pretty fortunate in a lot of ways to, Mm -hmm. to have made it through well, you knew you were watching entertainment as opposed to uh, thinking so. you were watching your future. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, there's some good gags here. I love how the spies actually introduce themselves to each other as spies. Yeah. She's a she's, gorgeous female spy, I think is what, what Miss Piggy says. Yep. Um, and it, all throughout this, Piggy actually has Camilla behind her back. And when when they discover it, uh, when Gonzo discovers it by, I think, is this, he uses the old whistling trick. Like acting casual, mm-hmm. and then uh, then I made my move. <laughs> just got, you know, catches her in the act. Uh, she admits that she's done it, uh, so that she can hang those socks by the fire at, at Christmas time and score better gifts from Santa. So that actually paid off in a way I did not anticipate. Yeah, it, it, it did. It's weird though, because um, this was true in Fozzie's vision too, like they had Camilla in these visions right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they don't actually have camilla right it's just a product of gonzo's paranoia right i guess because it but it feels like it's participatory by piggy and fozzy in a weird way like mm-hmm. piggy's in this vision is she not actually in the vision is she not playing along with him 
because it seems like usually they're they're yeah, yeah, yeah. in this imagine you know they're well, both imagining it simultaneously yeah well Fozzie being interrogated he kind of was like cajoled into um into believing he had a hand in this but yeah you're right piggy how did she yeah good good question here maybe this maybe this goes deeper than we, we do we do need to get these writers on <laughs> a lot of question guys yeah. lots of questions for you so she steals double ogonzo's turbo trike and uh, th- gratefully, uh, or good for him, I should say, his uh, his tuxedo can fly too. And so he chases after her in the sky. Uh, again, I love Gonzo this episode. He, he he had a turbo booster on his tuxedo that he, when he presses the tuxedo, just flies off his body as if he's undressing and just shoots off and he falls from the sky. Um, <laughs> well, and his bow tie is what spins as like a little helicopter that flies yep. too, right? Which is pretty good. Yep. And the, the suit, when it flies off him, it, it you know, lucky for, uh, for him, flies up and hits Piggy on the trike, causing her to crash as well. And they both crash onto a, a, a mountain where we see a bunch of like Warren Miller style ski videos of just dudes in like one piece ski jumpsuits doing flips and stuff. Just, of all the clips, this was the the, the I know the I strangest ones. Like, why did you just show all of these clips? This episode is all over the place, and I loved it. So they fight. Um, he says something like, "You stole that from." Oh, she said, you stole that from James Bond. And he goes, and then Gonzo says, and I, I stole, stole this move from Michael Jackson. And then he grabs the little small child. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> rough. I, I told you it was a problematic Gonzo episode. You know you disagree, but. <laughs> it, it has its ups and downs. Like everything these days, Dave. Good days, right. strikes, strikes and gutters. That's right. Um, so Gonzo, uh, we snap out of the, um, of the data now. Gonzo seems to think that Piggy really did this, right? That Piggy stole, uh, Camilla, uh, and it gets all up in her face about it. Then he determines he's going to run away, like, and find and search the world for Camilla. And this is where I wanted to ask, uh, I have a small memory of this, but did you, did young Dave ever threaten to run away or consider running away or actually try to run away? I remember, um... This is probably again a Muppet Babies thing. Uh, the the like um, putting like food into a um, handkerchief and like tying it to a stick, oh, like, like a bingo. the <laughs> yeah. exactly. I remember doing that and sort of like playing that idea of mm-hmm. running away, but in a very like controlled. I'm just gonna go up into like our woods for a little while. Yeah, way not in like a serious. I'm mad and like. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm out of here. Uh, but yeah. tell me about about young chips. Or is is that how you ended up where you are today? <laughs> no, no, sadly. Or are you planning? Is it is this like a contemporary story? You're like you're about to do it now. <laughs> I'm uh, cinching up my bindle right now. No, uh, <laughs> I just have a memory, and and I think you're right. I think this was <clears throat> again in, inspired by a cartoon I saw or a movie or something. But um, I remember packing I, I was upset at my mother i think about something and i was probably six and i remember like packing my little kindergarten backpack and putting like granola bars or saltine crackers in it and, and some clothes and like getting all the way to like the landing or the entryway to our house and like having my mom like have to talk me down from this and i think i thought i could pull it off like i could figure you know i could go off and just make my way like i've got a pack of saltines i'll be fine uh but yeah, I was just curious. It seems like with all of your adventuring that you would have been a... Uh... I liked being home. I liked being home. So I had no real reason to leave. Okay. I would say if that happened today with a child, I'd be a little more... I wouldn't... I don't know that I would handle it very well. 
if, if you're if like your daughter yeah you know, if she like packed up her stuff and is like i'm out of here yeah i don't know I it's don't, like i don't think like, i'd be cool about it. It, it there's a certain age where it's just pure cute mm-hmm. and then like and because you know they're not going to do it and you know you can talk them out of it and they're no in danger but yeah i guess yeah i mean for the record runaway kids is not a, a funny topic by any means <laughs> thanks chip good <laughs> 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 People were concerned. <laughs> this guy's endorsing runaways. You know what, kids? Go for it. <laughs> um, World's your oyster. Exactly. Seize the day. Don't listen to the government. Get out there. You're not at risk. <laughs> Now's your chance. Everybody's at home. No one will come after you. Oh, don't. I got to edit that out. I can't say that. That sounds, sounds too real. <laughs> too real. Got to cut it. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the nanny state. <laughs> and let me tell you something else about the nanny state. Jay Inslee and the I need a haircut. <laughs> uh. Okay, if somebody actually makes it to that gag and they came to this podcast because they thought it was about the nanny state. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I got what I came for. <laughs> exactly. Finally, we're through that Muppet Baby shit. Weird podcast, but I love that. <laughs> love the Jay Inslee crap. Um, yeah, I should, I should check our stats to see if we've had any more traffic people searching for oh, good podcasts point. about the nanny state. Maybe we're, maybe we're a hit and we didn't even know it. So, uh, Gonzo, yeah. So Gonzo thinks he, he's going to search the world for Camilla runaway. Uh, and as he's packing, he, uh, Camilla shows up in the very drawer that he's pulling clothing out. Uh, and he actually even puts her in her suitcase and they are like, they're like Gonzo. And they, the gang points it out. And then everything all gets wrapped up in a nice tight little bow. Uh, there's a, a thing where um, uh, Gonzo, I think to, to your point with the Indiana Jones in the elevator, uh, he put it somewhere where he wouldn't lose it. And uh, he- Very explicitly, he yep. Yep. During that moment, I caught something upon the second watching of this when I was just refreshing myself before taping. Uh, when I was watching this, and uh, I, I would invite you to look at it. It's not that interesting, but it's, it leads me to believe that maybe this is happening all the time, and I'm going to start looking for it now. But uh, Skeeter, twice in that moment where Piggy's like, maybe you left your brain in the drawer or something like that, her her pants fall down partly, and she has to hike them back up. Like I think that's a Skeeter thing. I think that is I think she that always pants- doing that. I think she's always hiking her pants up. That's the first time I noticed because it was like two times right in a row. And I'm like, I'm like, what's up with Skeeter's like pants falling down? So the Muppet Babies show an interesting uh, path forward for the quarantine life, right? Uh, like, is this still about pants falling down? <laughs> no, like okay. they they're in the same room all the time. Every episode. I mean, except I mean, Indiana Jones. They did some explorations of the house, but they they never leave. They basically never leave the room, right? Uh, except but they, but they their... live a rich and vibrant life in their imagination. Yeah. So, so maybe it's not so bad. Maybe you need to break out your Willow game again and tromp around your backyard. I need to get my tall friend. <laughs> yes, as long as as long as you've been uh, as long as he hasn't been socializing with anybody else. Yes, you can quarantine with him. I don't have a, uh, I have to look for that specific reference in the uh, um, phased reopenings. Can play Willow with one other person in backyard. I think that's phase two or three. I can't remember. 
Well, I, I better have to watch the movie so I'll recognize what scene you're. Uh, you should watch that movie. <clears throat> I probably will. I'll put that on the, the the old list. Well, the other thing is you should really use your imagination, which is what the Muppet Babies have taught us: is that you can be Great. anywhere <laughs> during this time. You don't even have to leave your nursery. That's true. You'll be imagining yourself as fat elvis by the end yeah, of this would, thing wouldn't that be great I, I might be fat elvis by the end of this <laughs> i've been i've been eating Maybe well. we <laughs> you've been eating some fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches which is an amazing is it good to eat. I've, I've only heard uh i mean i've had a lot of peanut butter and banana sandwiches i've never fried it i guess is it like a monte cristo like it's like batter dipped and fried sort of thing i'm assuming i mean it, it that does sound good. his diet basically killed him right so it must have been something amazing like that Ah, the king. Died on the toilet. Yep. Well, Gonzo is guilted into apologizing um, and realizes that maybe it was him all along. And then he, uh, last great psych gag where it's a, uh, he's a double agent and he looks at himself in the mirror and ends up like, like his mirror looks at him in a way that doesn't reflect his own thing. And then he ends up fighting himself and grabbing himself by the nose. And, and uh, something about, you know, Kermit gives a little, ending statement about maybe Gonzo will be okay by next week and we cut to credits. I like um that that felt a little uh meta, right? Yeah. Like next week. Uh, was it breaking the wall, the fourth wall they call it? Yeah. They broke yeah. that fourth wall. Yep. Talk Look at maybe. I know. Talk to those writers, man. They were they were uh, revolutionizing uh television for children back then. <laughs> maybe. It sounds right. Uh, but yes, they, uh, uh, did, I mean, I, I liked this episode. Like I said, I mean, there was clearly to your, to your point, I, I concede like the not redeeming qualities of Gonzo and some of this, but overall I, I, I enjoyed the broad spectrum of, uh, adventures we got to go on with this one. And I love a good Gonzo episode. So. Yeah. I, uh, I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the James Bond, um, mm-hmm. felt pretty on point mm-hmm. as a, um, as a sequence, a lot of good uh, 007 references that I appreciated. Yeah, I thought it was all right. I enjoyed the song. I, yeah, I, I'm going to give this high marks. This, this, this stands out to me. I mean, I, it's been two years, so I don't, I don't remember the other episodes. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure good. if any of them are good, but this, this <laughs> one seemed okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I may have said uh, any, in any one of the other episodes that uh, that it had one of my favorite episodes of all time, but I think this one... every episode you say that chip every yeah. goddamn episode. <laughs> well, now I'm, now I'm looking up cause I got to see, I got to tell you everybody what, uh, what the next episode is. I just was looking up too. Can I, do you, oh, did you find it yet? Please. No, I haven't found it yet. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, it's called, it's, it's episode seven and it's entitled eight takeaway one equals panic. Whoa! <laughs> I'm going to read the first part of, of it. I'm going to ask you to. Oh, you have a synopsis. I, I, yeah, I have the synopsis. Oh. I'm going to ask you to uh, f- fill in the blank for the last part of it. <laughs> this um, is sounds delightful. Go ahead. Panic ensues in the nursery when blank. <laughs> that's all. That's all I get. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> I'll give you more after you give me the first part, but. Uh, I'm going to go with. We haven't had anything with Rolf. Let's say Rolf. All right. Uh, I'm going to say, all right, so like when, when, Rolf, when Rolf does what? Uh, I don't know, when Rolf uh, breaks his piano and he doesn't have anything to play music on anymore. Okay, that's a good guess. Uh, it's panic ensues in the nursery when the babies overhear Nanny saying blank. 
<laughs> Whoa. Um, uh, she's, I, I don't know. She's going to force him to start making sweatshirts. <laughs> like, and, I like that guess. Yeah. I like that uh, I guess. It could be, I mean, it's, I, it could go really dark. Uh, it, it actually does go really dark. It's, uh, Panic ensues in the nursery when the babies overhear Nanny saying she needs to get rid of one of them. <gasps> I remember this episode. <laughs> oh, don't! And they they go through a big cycle of who's it going to be and like yeah yeah eight take a one way one equals panic. Well, Dave, it was it was delightful to talk with you again. Good Let's to be hope back, this recording Chip. actually uh, worked. Yeah, uh, it was nice to be back. It's nice to uh, it was nice to revisit the Muppet Babies too. Yeah. And, uh, and I think you're onto something there. I think I'm going to have to work on my imagination uh, before the next recording. Yes, now's the time. Everyone should work on their imagination. Mm-hmm. Yep, because uh, it can. It's, it's literally easy. all you have anymore. And uh, as as the babies say, it can uh, can take you anywhere. Yeah, and as that, yeah. and 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 as we say, uh, we'll make your dreams come true. State is an unaffiliated podcast by Chip and Dave, and you can email us at nanny at nannystate.biz. Our intro music is the song Muppet Babies, courtesy of the talented MC Chris from his album MC Chris is Dreaming. Check out his prolific work on mcchris.com and whatever service you get your grooves from. Thanks for listening.